0: Welcome to the Church Nerds Rewind, where we bring you a classic episode of Church Nerds featuring Bubba and Anna. In this episode, this is episode 5 we're bringing you today, and they're going to be talking about a plethora of things, because this was the Ask the Church Nerds Anything special. So there's a bunch of questions being posed then today and they're going to focus a little more heavily on a couple of them. But uh, it's an interesting, interesting show that I think you'll enjoy getting a peek behind the curtain of both the church nerds and Love Thy Nerd uh, as a whole. First up, though, you can only pick one.
1: My name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And you are tuned in to Church Nerds, a Back Row Morning Show. This show is made possible by listeners just like you and a strong partnership between Backrow Radio and Love Thy Nerd. And just in case you're new with us this morning, I am a founding member of Love Thy Nerd, which is a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. I have almost eight years in nerd culture missions and over a decade as a professional Christian right here on Church Staff.
2: Um, I am a completely unprofessional Christian. Oh,
1: come
2: on. I'm a casual Christian. Business casual. Business is, casual Christian. Yes. Final <laughs> answer. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I homeschool our three kids, and I spend all of my spare moments at my sewing machine. Um, fun fact. One time we dressed our dog up as Batman for Halloween. Um, I mean, later we have kids. That's, this was before we had kids to play paper dolls with, so.
1: Oh. I yeah. thought it was after we had kids was it not
2: no i'm pretty sure that was when we were still in odessa
1: and oh. we went trick-or-treating with
2: all of our friends who had kids You're right and we wanted to feel cool too and You're like
1: absolutely right back
2: when our dog was our baby and stuff and then we had
1: i don't know if that sounds babies. more pathetic or less pathetic to me because i was thinking that it was after we no, had kids
2: definitely that not been
1: more pathetic so less uh,
2: pathetic. No, well, I don't think it was pathetic. We just did what we could.
1: Obviously and you didn't think it was pathetic. We're just
2: because so we did busy it. and broke from all of the other Halloween costumes that we just can't even think of dressing our dog up. So
1: That's fair. Yeah. Well, hey, let's move the show along. Anna, you've got a game. You've got the game I this week. Do. And I'm really not confident that this is gonna end well for me.
2: Uh well, I don't know. I mean, so it's kind of um I can't I wanted to call it like apples to oranges. Okay. Um, because we are not supported by apples to apples on this podcast.
1: Uh, not a sponsor yet.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. no, this is actually almost like a, would you rather like a, you have to pick one. You can only pick one.
1: Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah.
2: Ninja turtles or power Rangers.
1: How long do I have to choose?
2: Just as fast as you it's can. As fast like, as I yes. can? Oh, this is not because very... I have a bunch of questions. Ninja turtles. Okay. Frodo or Harry Potter.
1: Singular Frodo or all of Harry Potter?
2: Um, Harry, like, I don't know.
1: Oh, okay. You mean like the character Frodo or the character Harry Potter? Yes. I'm not stalling. I'm just asking clarifying questions here. Um, I gotta go Frodo.
2: Okay. Uh, Nintendo or Xbox?
1: (laughs) You're Uh hitting me at my core here, Stall Cup. Um, Nintendo.
2: Okay. Uh, Legos or Funko Pop?
1: Oh, Legos, easy.
2: Okay. Skateboards or rollerblades?
1: Blades.
2: Tamagotchi or Pogs?
1: Digimon. Oh,
2: okay. Marvel or DC?
1: Marvel, all day.
2: Star Wars or Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: I thought you were going to say Star Trek. That no. is different. Star Wars Space or Guardians Space. of the Galaxy? Yes. Oh man, my heart is pumping very hard right now. Ah uh, Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: <laughs> Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel? Wonder Woman. Walking Dead or Uh oh. I What's M-I-T-H-C. <laughs> oh, Man in the High Castle. That's it. Oh <laughs> Walking Dead or Man in the High Castle. These Gritty. are
1: so far apart. Walking Dead or Man in the High Castle? Yeah. Good grief. Uh, <laughs> man in the <high> castle,
2: <laughs> team Jacob or team Edward.
1: Oh, my gosh, that's oof. <laughs> uh, they're both so whiny,
2: technically, a fandom.
1: Oh man, I have to choose one, <sighs> Jacob or Edward. This one's hard. I've not thought about Twilight in a fortnight at least. Oh. Um, good grief. Uh, Jacob, I can't get behind a sparkly vampire like that. Just
2: <laughs> Jacob is decidedly more whiny, in my opinion, but I don't know much about them because I don't care. Alien or Tremors,
1: <laughs> Alien or Tremors at uh, Tremors,
2: uh, me or Matt Warmbier.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Oh man, that is such a broad spectrum and probably the hardest question you've asked me yet. Um I'm
2: offended. Um maybe it's maybe it's situational that they It's uh,
1: very situational.
2: <laughs> okay. Maybe you shouldn't answer that. For this those question. of you guys
1: that don't know who Matt Warrenbeer <laughs> is, he's my bestie. And in, one
2: one one of the
1: besties. In most cases it's a tier. Sure. Some people sit or stand at the front of the line of the tier, and that's Matt Warmbier.
2: You spend a lot of time with Matt Warmbier. You spend a
1: lot of time. Yeah, you, He's,
2: you text him a lot. I do. You text him more than me. Like when you bring up your text messages, always Matt is like, are you Are you texting Matt? You're texting someone. You want to text Matt?
1: Absolutely. S- I haven't answered your question yet. You
2: have not. Maybe we should skip it.
1: I, I will pick you.
2: Oh, thanks. That's a good answer. Bob <laughs> or Larry?
1: Bob or Larry? Yeah. Oh, uh Larry for sure.
2: Surge or Monster?
1: Surge. <laughs> Even with all of the negative male uh consequences. Surge. <laughs> I don't know what that
2: is. Yeah. Uh, Cheetos? Yeah. Or cheese puffs, like the crunchy Cheetos or the puffy orange finger ones.
1: Orange. Oh, like the the like the, like the little Yeah. You're talking like they are both, we're talking Not both Cheetos. Balls. They're both right. Cheetos. They are both Cheeto Frenchy products. Cheetos or Cheeto Puffs. Yes. Okay. I like Puffs.
2: Gross. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Mr. Pibb or Dr. Pepper.
1: Oh, Dr. Pepper. Why is that even a question on there?
2: Panda Express or Chick-fil-A? The Panda Lord's Express. Chicken Restaurant.
1: <laughs> Panda Express.
2: <laughs> How dare you? And in our... Also, it's so good.
1: In our town... They are legit across the street from each other on the they same side of the street. They directly are. And I love Chick-fil-A. Don't get me wrong. Okay. That's, it's Christ Filet, pre-blessed chicken.
2: Chick-fil-A is easier to bring to church potlucks and things.
1: Well, yeah, because you can get a plate of nuggets. I'm not bringing a bowl of lo mein to no a church potluck. But if it's me, 100% of the time, I'm going straight for Panda Express.
2: Okay. Uh. Fun fact, though, one time we went to Panda Express and the the cashier, after he had given us our order, said that it was his, what did he say?
1: It was his. his it was
2: his pleasure to serve us and we should know that he really meant that because he didn't have, he to, didn't say have to say it. He
1: didn't have to say it, yeah. It was a straight dig.
2: Complete. To Gifle. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Which we love, by the we, way. We love them both. Yeah. We love them both. That's the end. That's all of my questions. That's all yeah. I got. That was hard. Well, I did I get sk- Coke or Pepsi. That was the only other oh, one.
1: Oh, Coke or Pepsi? I'd probably go Pepsi.
2: Ew. Will you what? stop? Can we even be married right Come now? Come on now. Coke You're going to ask me the these best. questions and then shame me? Yes.
1: I don't For think that so.
2: one, yes, That's I will. That's not fair. Pepsi's
1: disgusting. No way, dude. Pepsi is tied up with nostalgia for me because my mom only drank Pepsi.
2: Okay. And my mom had a shrine to Coca-Cola. Yeah, still in our has house. the
1: bits and pieces of that shrine so, lingering.
2: Die Hard Coke fan. Vanilla Coke is the best.
1: I have not had dead. the vanilla orange coke. Vanilla? Vanilla? Vanilla. Vanilla is not a thing. Vanilla. vanilla. I've not vanilla. had vanilla orange coke yet. You haven't either
2: that sounds terrible, honestly me try it. Okay. Good for you. Mm-hmm. That's the end of my game. That's all I got.
1: Well, <laughs> what an interesting game. No winners or losers. Well, unless you're me and Anna, I just think that you're a complete is loser. True. <laughs> um, so, this is what you get when you've been married for almost 12 years. So, hey, thanks for that game. We like to kind of play some of those at the beginning of the show just to kind of let you guys get to know us and also see, I guess, if we can humiliate the other person. Is that
2: humiliating? Um,
1: it could have been. I might have got shamed for some of those answers. Slightly. Yeah, picking Frodo over just Harry Potter. Just pick the right
2: one and you will not be shamed.
1: <laughs> just, do, just do the right thing. What would Jesus do? That's, right. that's the question we all have he to ask He would eat a Chick-fil-A. Just um, kidding. What do you, I'm not
2: making any statements. What you, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not sure that he would pick that over Panda. Um, I guess it would depend on what diet he was on. If Jesus is doing the uh, whole 30, he might. <laughs> eat he might a Panda. A chick, yeah, well, what you think? I don't those know those super
2: does, vegetables.
1: Where does where does the MSG fall in it?
2: Maybe just don't get them. Just just get whole bowls of, of vegetables. If you're reading that steamed vegetables,
1: you're getting MSG. They put MSG in their Coke, and I'm sure of it. Like just in all of the things.
2: I haven't looked. Never mind. We <laughs> to be continued some other time. <laughs>
0: All right, we're going to take a quick break there on Church Nerds Rewind. When we come back, they're going to start tackling your questions for their Ask Us Anything, Ask the Church Nerds special. Don't go nowheres. I'm not sure what will work with Sean, but we should have all our bases covered. Shall we start with the Greeks, or would you prefer the modern British masters? Cheaty? I'm sorry. Choices are hard for me when I'm under pressure. I know that, buddy, but we're short of time here, and it's kind of important for Eleanor. Right, which is why I can't take this lightly. What if I screw up? Listen, I don't need the Cheaty who once had a panic attack during rock, paper, scissors because there were, and I quote, just too many variables. I need the cheaty who stormed in here and told me to stop Eleanor's train without thinking of consequences. Oh boy, now I'm nervous about that decision. Retroactively? I mean, how how do you even... I don't know. In the 10th episode of the first season of The Good Place, Eleanor's been found out. She's revealed herself as not belonging here. But now, Michael and Chidi are working to try and figure out how to keep her here. And Sean, the all-powerful deciding judge, is on his way to make a decision, and they need to come up with a plan fast. Unfortunately, Chidi can't even make a basic decision on where to start. In fact, we'll see throughout the series that his inability to make even a basic decision between two options is basically non-existent. And it's ruined a lot of things in his life, including, well, being alive. How's it going? Terribly.
1: Cool. Well, you
2: guys are kind of my last hope, so that's not great.
0: Uh, Indecision can ruin our lives. Truly, it can be a plague that keeps us caught in its web. But there is a way out of it. There's a method and a path. First Think about who or what your authority is. What knowledge do you use to help you make decisions? Secondly, use your intuition, sometimes known as your gut feeling, but it's often the Holy Spirit guiding you. Just make sure not to confuse him with being overly emotional. Use reason, logic, consider thoughtfully your path ahead. Use your experience from the past to inform your future. And lastly, turn to the sages in your life, the wisdom, the people that God has put in your path, in your church, in your Bible studies, in your ministries, to lead you forward. Use their example and their experience to guide you. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. The bottom line is, just like in anything in this faith, we're not made to do this alone god wants us to work together to help each other out in all of our circumstances and that includes making a big decision get out of your own head and let a few other people open their minds to help you that way you won't be cheaty oh no no i I mean i'm i'm relieved but this is embarrassing Catch a new Backrow Binge Watch every Monday on The Backrow Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Church Nerds Rewind here on this Friday morning. We're bringing you a classic episode of the Bubba and Anna-led show, Church Nerds, our Friday morning show here on LTN Radio. Today, we're taking you back to episode five of Church Nerds, back when this was on Back Row Radio. And uh, they're going to be answering your questions. It's It's an AUA, an Ask Us Anything episode, where they'll answer your questions about uh, church and nerd culture, about Love Thy Nerd, the ministry, and uh, about their show and themselves personally. So, let's dive right in, shall we? George, you can-
1: Well, welcome back to Church Nerds. I'm Bubba.
3: I'm
2: Anna.
1: And today we're answering your burning questions about nerd culture, church culture, and like a whole host of other things. We polled our friends and community on Facebook for questions and got uh, mixed results, some good, some...
2: You know, we said you could ask us anything. We did not actually say we would answer... Did say that. ...everything.
1: Yeah, we learned a lot. Um, Ask us pertinent questions. A-U-P-Q yeah. is what we should call it. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of really weird things. But we combed through them and we picked a few of our favorites and we're here right now to answer them for you. So Anna, what's, what's our first question?
2: Kyle Matthews wants to know if the existence of this show, Church Nerds, is going to affect the Free Play podcast or any of the other Love Thy Nerd podcasts.
1: Short answer, no. Nope. Not even a little bit. Uh, If you guys are not familiar with the other podcasts that we do as a part of Love Thy Nerd, just head on over to lovethynerd.com and you can see all of the podcasts and shows that we do. We actually just got back, the staff did, from a retreat at the beginning of January where we talked about all of the things that we're going to be doing. And we looked at the stuff that we had been doing, including some of these shows, and asked ourselves, do we need to keep doing them? Mm -hmm. Because we keep adding more. And the answer was, Let's see if we need to keep doing it. It wasn't a yes or a no. And with this church nerds being added to the plate, it doesn't really affect a whole lot of people other than me. Because, Mm, you know. Just more for you to do. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm working towards being a full-time, fully funded employee here at Love Thy Nerd. And so this is good because it gives me more stuff to do to actually fill that time.
2: I can give you things to do. Hey, come on now. I mean, I've got a, well, I've got a list
1: going. Not for love, thy nerd, you don't. Oh, okay, nice try. So, anyway, to answer your question and to kind of dispel any fears that some people might have, no, this is not going to affect free play or any of the other LTN podcasts. I was actually just talking with Kate and Matt. We were talking about how much I text Matt before we were rolling. <laughs> I was texting Matt and Kate about this. Of course, you were about what we're going to be doing, and we're going to be trying a couple of different things with the show to kind of spice it up and change it a little bit and rework the format so that it's something different almost every time that you hear it. It's very experimental. Um, we're excited. A, a to free play? Of free play. Oh. Yeah. Because we felt, okay. felt like we kind of got into a rut of having to do this thing and then this thing and then this thing and then this thing. Okay. And it actually became hard to do. It became hard to produce. So mm. We're gonna try something a little bit more freeform, and we have actually three different formats that we're gonna be trying. So,
2: okay, Just,
1: buckle up.
2: Yeah, tune in. For yeah. those for those yeah. things.
1: I'm excited about it. Cool, but yeah. So anyway, no, nothing is nothing is changing because of Church Nerds with those Just podcasts
2: changing because things need to change. Yeah,
1: we have okay. other things that we're doing with Humans of Gaming, and they, you know, uh, Drew and Chris have a cool way that they're doing that with different seasons and breakdowns that they're going to be doing throughout the year. And also with our, our polis podcasts, like Chris and Hector are going to be rocking on and continuing on with that. So if you subscribe and listen to our stuff, you're fine. We just added another one to the mix. So
2: because we're bored,
1: but I, I need a 15 podcasts just to keep me going.
2: Well, actually just so we can spend time together and talk to each other. Yeah. Hey, it's good to see you. yeah, Yeah. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Greg Collins. No, Greg Collis.
1: Oh, not Collins. No, I was going to ask you any relationship. No, to that
2: Phil was Collins. copied and pasted to who? Phil Collins. <laughs> you could ask him. Yeah. Um, no, pretty Greg pretty wants pretty to know
1: high.
2: ninjas, pirates, aliens, or dinosaurs. So almost like what I was asking you earlier.
1: Basically, yes. What's your um, answer? I have to choose one.
2: I it says or
1: because this feels like smash it doesn't up to me. say
2: choose any of the above.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. Like we we used to do a whole lot of ninjas versus pirates stuff. We did
2: kind of in our early marriage. Mm-hmm. Ninjas versus pirates was really popular, mm-hmm. and Bubba was firmly in the ninja camp. I was definitely of the pirate,
1: absolutely variety,
2: pirate loving variety.
1: Actually, I feel like robot, you remember the robot inflatable? And I don't
2: know what happened they to those things. I, I think one of our youth group kids swiped them or something.
1: That seems accurate.
2: Because uh, I am like, that was really fun. And I wish we still had them. They, they were, it was like little remote control inflatables that you could make fight each other. Yeah. And one of them was a ninja and one was a pirate.
1: I remember racing them down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, so I used to say pirates I'm I'm no longer no no because you dressed up like a pirate for
1: Halloween one year uh, yes I did I did do that
2: um actually I just I'm like pirates are real and pirates (laughs) are really bad (laughs) and pirates not only is there like human trafficking and drug trafficking and just pirates steal people's stuff now we have porch pirates who take your Amazon (laughs) orders from your porch.
1: <laughs> you consider and those real pirates, pirates?
2: are, yes, they're okay. pirates. They are taking what doesn't belong so to them. So their
1: cars are their ships, their, their wayward yes, sea vessels?
2: that's right.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, so I, I'm going with dinosaurs because dinosaurs were just born dinosaurs. They couldn't help it, or they hatched, actually. <laughs> they are not mammals. <laughs> well, technically born. They were made this way, yeah. so.
1: Also real? Where you fall on that? You think they're real? Uh yes. Okay, fight me. Fight you? No, I'm like I'm talking to the listeners now. Oh
2: okay. Yeah. Don't fight. Fight Bubba. I don't want to fight about Come it. On. I do. I do not want to fight with anyone. And yeah. I don't like debate. So just I agree only... with me, or just don't talk to me.
1: There are only like two scriptures that point towards dinosaurs uh,
2: and all of the fossils.
1: Okay, but those aren't scripture. <laughs> those aren't scripture. Uh, but if you go to the Creation Museum. In uh, I think there's there's one in Glen Rose. There's another one in Kentucky, I think somewhere. Um, like the answers Glen Rose, in Genesis. Yeah, like the answers in Genesis and all yep. that stuff. Uh, that's not what this is about. What it am I talking is not.
2: About? I don't know why you're talking. about This is your fault. This. You picked no, dinosaurs. I just you said dinosaurs, pirates,
1: and I would have had no biblical dinosaurs stance.
2: Dinosaurs seems more neutral.
3: I don't know.
1: That's true. Um, I'm stalling. I kind of want to pick aliens. Like I, I really like aliens real you or like not?
2: aliens or you just like that guy with the afro yeah, that, aliens. on the history channel
1: yeah oh man that's one of my favorite shows not like it's a favorite like so is dumb. and hey if i can choose anything but i will sit down and watch that show
2: you will watch sugar rush and like yeah. america's top model you I will love, watch anything i love a reality
1: or heavy air quotes reality tv that's kind of a vice of mine so when you put in like all this other stuff, like I really, really enjoy like Christmas time and Easter time, not for normal reasons that everybody else does, but because the History Channel always runs like the alternate reality history kind of version of like Jesus and the pyramids I hate that and stuff. all this stuff. Oh, I hate yeah.
2: that stuff.
1: Like you and your dad, uh, and like a lot of other people, they just ah, I just get really mad at that. stuff. The History
2: Channel is new and about history anymore. Exactly. Wow, 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 wow.
1: You know, like Shark Week and stuff like that. Like when they do like Megalodon. Wait,
2: Shark Week is different.
1: I love that stuff, but like I, I really do because then they start trying to like bring in this alien side of the history and the birth of Jesus. And, you know, like you can look at Ezekiel and like, oh, a wheel inside of a wheel floating up in the middle of the sky, spaceship kind of stuff. And then you start talking about like movies like The Knowing. And like, I just like that stuff is fascinating to me. It doesn't create doubt within me of it's anything hard for me. that scripture says. But like, I just love it. It's just like, it's, it's the most fantasy for me.
2: That's fantasy. You know, like,
1: I'm like, okay, okay. Mm. Some people hate it. Anna's one of them. But if I had to pick out of that lineup aliens, and then also, like, if I'm playing a game where I, I can pick between those, Smash Up being one of them, I'll pick the aliens. They usually have the coolest abilities anyway. So, yeah, that's me. Oh. What else we got here?
2: Uh, Ryan Amy wants to know what our favorite board game or video game to play together is
1: um that's an interesting question
2: it's kind of hard to answer uh let's see we probably should have thought about this before we, we started rolling we should have discussed this
1: we discussed a lot of other things we did not discuss this one
2: I will say this um pre-dating okay we played Mario Party together Absolutely we a did. lot, and I think I still probably enjoy that.
1: I don't know that we've ever played. Not the, the new, new one. one. We haven't
2: played the new one we together. Yes, we do. The kids play it all the time, all the time. Um, but I, I don't know. That was fun. I used to kick your butt at mini games a lot. Um, or did
1: I let you win?
2: You Who did knows? not. You did we not may let never me. Never know. No.
1: But I did marry you. So yes.
2: Yes, so you won. I won, and you lost big time. (laughs) What? No. Um, Okay, so video game. We don't really play video games together because basically the only video game that I play, well, there's two of them, and they are both Mm single-player games. Stardew Valley. Yep and Pokemon yep. Shield.
1: We have Shield, yeah.
2: Yeah, so those are the, basically the only two video games I've played. We're
1: going play. to have an episode about Stardew because we will. I feel like you could do a whole... Oh, uh,
2: I don't know about a whole one, but um, <laughs> we we've could. played Overcooked together.
1: That's You that's enjoyed that far
2: less you. than I
1: did. Because I think we've even talked about it here. Um, you have requested several times for us to play that game together, and I absolutely hate it. <laughs> but i play I it because you want to play. It. Well, i will play it because you want to play <laughs> it. But it's not a game that brings me immense joy or anything like that.
2: It's very it's very grindy, like play the same thing over and over and figure yep. out the best strategy kind of thing. Um one of the first generally we enjoy co-op board games together. Right. Um so Pandemic was the first co-op board game that we played together yeah. and we played that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Charterstone.
1: Charterstone. We
2: have played together a lot. It, you don't like that one I, because I'm yeah. winning. <laughs> I am beating you so bad.
1: You are. I well, that game okay, so Charterstone is a competitive game.
2: Legacy. It's a
1: competitive legacy game. So there is a winner and there is a loser.
2: And you have to play
1: You played twelve or a more lot of times. I can't remember because it's been a minute since yeah. we played it. But it's, it's one of those games where even the, the, the actual campaign that I was winning all the way up until the end, you get to the very end and then there's like a goal that happens yep. and the goal came out and it was like, <laughs> oh, hey, if you won, you actually lost. And that was the <laughs> yes. moment I was, I just said, I think I even said it out loud. It feels like I did. I was like, this game's stupid. What a dumb game. <laughs> like, I can't win, but you love it. Like you're having a blast with it. I always love games. I win. You had you you had told me, "Hey, we need to finish playing this game." I think it was like the I end of twenty eighteen. I still
2: want to play. That's like one of my goals. Is this is we how much only we I only put have like off. three? We only have like three, three or less plays left. I want to say, yeah, we're most of the way through that game. I'll and have to you relearn. Just won't do it.
1: Well, yeah, I know. I've put it off for like the better part of a year and a half or something. Oh, I like wanna, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a, it's mm-hmm. been a hot minute. But you like it. I like it. And it is a fun game. Like and it's, it's
2: cute and it's pretty and it's fun and you get to stick stickers on things. It's
1: pretty cheap as far as like games go.
2: You get to go through all the little decks and put in new cards and learn new rules.
1: Yes, that is a really cool thing about it is that it teaches you the game as you uh-huh. play it.
2: It's like always evolving, partially evolving to the the choices that you've made. That's it's like true. A, it's like a um, choose your own adventure Game almost yeah, so. it's
1: very loosely choose your own adventure, sure. but but you're actually like taking stickers and putting them in the rule book. Like, hey, this yes. is a new rule. Yes. Okay, next game, this is going to happen as well. It's it's really cool. I like it. I do like it. I like the idea of it. I now now that I've had a year plus to calm down, maybe maybe I'd be. <laughs> I'll, I it's over there on the shelf. We'll play. it. Don't worry about it. Um, I would say that. The game that we play, we like to play together the most, um, is probably Mario Kart. The video game that we play together the most. That was a really rough time in our marriage. Mario Kart, as as much of a high as Mario Party was for us, Mario Kart was a low, because yes, I love you, but you were terrible at that game. <laughs>
2: I got good at eight.
1: You did. You got you got real good real or no, good. No, no. Not no, no, no. Mario eight. Kart Wii.
2: Mario Kart Wii. I was good at it.
1: But I, I tried to coach you on that and that was a stressful time in our marriage. Because I don't know what it was, but you did not want me to teach you how to play. And I am very good at Mario Kart. I
2: wanted to just know how to play.
1: Yeah, it's just not really how it works.
2: I just I don't know. I ha if it makes you feel better. When my dad tried to teach me how to do decimals in math, I had a very similar feeling that was just like ragey, just ragey. I don't know how else to describe it.
1: Would it surprise you to know that that does not make me feel happy? I just
2: want to know how to do this. I don't want you to have to teach me. (laughs) Why do I keep messing it up? I feel like I already tried the thing that you told me to do and it's not working and I just want to throw this controller across the room yeah. but I want to keep playing and beat it.
1: Yeah. Well, you got, you got good. You yes. did get good. Uh, and you beat me several times.
2: A small number of times.
1: But enough that it happened. Yes. And we're talking about it on a podcast in front of the it, whole world. It felt good. But I think that that was one that we played together a lot. We also played a lot of Guitar Hero um for a while there. I am
2: not good at guitar hero. Never did get good at that one.
1: We I liked to play a lot of like skills-based video games. Even if they were competitive or otherwise it was like you had to be good. It wasn't just like, oh, you're going to walk in punch, you know. It's... Um
2: with the exception of Castle Crashers.
1: Castle which Crashers is
2: a button masher game you can kind of not know Side anything scroll, about it and still manage to kill bad guys. And your partner is with you and can revive you an unlimited amount of times. And so that game was.
1: That was it. That's it was the one. The, that's the that's one. That's the one. Favorite. We played, Ding. We played all the way through it. Yeah. You and I. Yep. Played from beginning to end. We didn't yep. unlock everything. We didn't do all that stuff. But campaign wise. And a little
2: fire electricity guy. Oh, know yeah. Was he Th- the electricity Those are two different guy? characters. The fire.
1: You were the oh, fire. I was the fire? You were fire. Okay. Yep. You were the red one because red's your favorite color you remember that?
2: That's right. Yep. Yes.
1: That was the blue one. Red
2: is my favorite color blue everyone. Blue is the
1: electricity. Anyway, I still love that game. Yep. That's one of the games that I buy on every platform. You
2: have bought it too many times. I bought it enough.
1: Yes. Um, and then I, I would agree with you on on the the tabletop stuff. I think it's Charterstone. That's the one that you and I have enjoyed playing. I think we really liked Pandemic. hmm Still like Pandemic. I still like it. But I think what happened is that that one, that one got a little bit table captain y, and I apologize for that. Uh, you know, if it you were, were
2: the table captain,
1: I can feel that. I can feel that right now. Whether it happened or not, I can feel that. So, it's anyway, I think, I think that we, we played more and enjoyed more Charterstone, even though it was hard for me because I lost a lot. But I think that you got <laughs> a lot of joy out of that.
2: I do. Which, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. For sure.
1: So, so I think we're going with Castle Crashers by Behemoth Games. And you can get that, like I said, on almost every platform. And then Charterstone by Stonemaier Games as a tabletop game. So, hey, consider those two recommendations. You can play those. You
2: get those. two bonus ones, everyone. You're welcome.
1: Boom. Roasted. Hey, let's close out the segment with one last question.
2: Um, Let me see. Okay. Coker wants to know shouldn't you be called love thy
1: geek? Geek and nerd are interchangeable. A lot of people will say a lot of people will say that they're not.
2: I read a thing that was saying that nerds are more of the intellectual brainiac like scientists and people like that and geeks are people who dive into fandoms. However, the people who I have met who by that definition would be geek, are not as um, elitist about who is a nerd and who is a geek. They just consider everyone nerds and that we should embrace and love them all and that you can geek out or be a nerd about anything under the sun. Yes. However, I want to, I'm not trying to cast shade, but it seems like they're Is a certain faction that seems to want to exclude people from their label. Right. And be like, no, y'all are not nerds. You're geeks.
1: (laughs) So on our shirts, uh, if you guys have ever seen us at a convention or if you go to lovethynerd.com slash store, you can see and purchase the shirt. It says, um, you know, Jedi. You can hear me. Look, this is what it sounds like for me to look at my shirt right now because I'm wearing one. It says Jedi Otaku. Puvian and then nerd, and then below that there's cosplayer, gamer, and geek. And the shirt is like a scrolling wheel, and there's right. triple dots on the top and on the bottom, just okay, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because we truly feel that nerd is just the catch-all term for everything. You can identify as whatever you want, but you're a nerd and deal with that.
2: Nerd. Yeah, nerd. <laughs>
1: You know, you can, like, look, honestly, uh, you, that that little reference right there, I don't know if you're referencing Stranger Things. I
2: am referencing Stranger Things. This
1: is why I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, uh, I don't have the character. It's that girl. Yeah, I can't remember her the, name. The little sister. Yes. Um. Anyway, she, she called them nerds, and by any stretch of the imagination, like, if you were to look at what people actually think geeks are, like, that definition, they would have been geeks. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have
2: kind of been both because they were, some of them were really, really smart.
1: See, and that's the thing is yep. that there's a lot of crossover between mm-hmm. the two. So it's really just easy for us to do nerd and to yeah. take that in and just say, hey, you're you're just, don't worry about it. You're a nerd. It's fine. Geek, I don't like that word. Geek, it just sounds, geek, just, I hate, <laughs> I don't like that word.
2: You just don't like. I don't like it. It's not, it's, it's, it's not phonetically. soft.
1: It's not. <laughs> For you know, this is gonna sound really weird and, and backwards. It's not a cool word. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, is nerd cool?
2: When I think of what a nerdy geek, thing I think of Screech from saved, saved by, by, the, by bell. the Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: maybe <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, it's th- there are so many different things that people have in their brain about what a nerd is and what a geek is, and like all this stuff. At the end of the day, we just say everybody's a nerd. Everybody's nerdy about something.
2: Everybody's nerdy about something.
1: Yep. And if you're getting mad about that, you're like a label nerd. Um, A
3: label
2: nerd.
1: Like just you can identify as whatever you want to and whatever fandom, it doesn't matter. We consider you a nerd and nerd is not a derogatory term for us. We're actually trying to like reclaim and redeem that word. Thank you, uh, Revenge of the Nerds in 1980s for making that terrible. Because that's what happened. Pop culture took this word "nerd" and just demolished it.
2: Uh, Willy Wonka made it amazing into little candies. So he did. He was, you know, opposing forces yeah. oh, for man. good and evil.
1: Willy Wonka making the huge, word "nerd" huge strides for the nerd community. Um, but you know, it's it's just one of those things that it doesn't matter. Um, we just want to to bring it back. You also look at like culture nowadays. We're in the, we're kind of in the, the phase of geeky chic, you know, yes. glasses and yep. stuff like that. And I, I love that. I'll take that any day of the week because it's very catchy. It rhymes and it carries the weight. But I don't think for me that that changes anything about nerds versus geeks. It just, in that context, it carries, you know, it carries the weight of what it is that we're trying to get across. In other contexts, I think nerd works better, but it doesn't matter, you know. Um, Right now, uh, the the nerds and the geeks, whatever you want to call yourself, um, we are running the show, basically. Um, It's where most of the money is coming from. It's where pop culture is leaning. Um, A lot of the things that are rising to the top are nerd culture.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fandom driven, so... Mm. Um I don't really care what side you fall on.
2: Nostalgia is the name of the game in media right now. Yep.
1: She's a powerful mistress. So yes. So whatever side you fall on, I don't care, but we are nerds um and and we kind of consider everybody to be that. So Yep, that kind of that kind of answers that question.
0: All right, we're going to take another break here on Church Nerds Rewind this Friday morning. Bubba and Anna will be answering more of their Ask Us Anything questions when they come back. Enjoy some music and uh, when we get back it's gonna get a little deeper in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stick around. I'm Radio Matt, and this week in Nerd History, we clicking some bricks. Nerd History. January twenty eighth, nineteen fifty eight. The Lego Company applied for a patent on the classic Lego brick. It wasn't until nineteen sixty one that the patent was awarded for Legos toy building bricks. There has been controversy over the length and renewal of the patent. This culminated in 2005 when a judge told Lego, your patent expired, get over it. And in 2010, when the patent was removed in Europe. Also, that's why all those Japanese knockoffs can keep doing what they're doing. That's messed up, y'all. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. history. Back to Church Nerds Rewind. We're about halfway through a uh, reliving of episode five of Church Nerds. Bubba and Anna are answering your questions about Church Nerds, the show, about them personally, about the ministry of Love Thy Nerd, and uh, overarching questions about the way nerd culture and church culture. Uh, intersect and sometimes collide uh, it's quite an interesting show quite frankly and we hope you're enjoying it now here's the second half of the ask us anything
3: That's like
1: We are back with more church nerds. And if you're just now joining us, Ann and I are answering your questions about nerd culture, church culture, and where they overlap in the Venn diagram and really just everything in between. So this one's going to be a little bit heavier. This, this hour is going to be a li- little bit heavier for us because we're going to answer some of the more weighty questions that you guys have specifically pertaining to that crossover section between church and nerd culture. So Uh, Let's get right back into it. Anna, what is our first question for the hour?
2: Andrew Lowen wants to know, in your experience, what scripture is misused most often against nerd culture?
1: So I told you we were going to go right into it. Um, And I like this question. I really do. Um, As I've mentioned before, like eight years of doing this in nerd culture missions, you hear a lot of stuff. Honestly, not a lot of it is scripturally based.
2: No, um, really not.
1: There's a lot of people that accuse, um, whether it was you know us as Love Thy Nerd or a previous ministry, Game Church, of not preaching the quote-unquote whole gospel. Because a lot of times people will come into this with their own ideas and preconceived notions. And the funny thing is, is a lot of the rub that we get is from the quote-unquote Christian community. They don't understand that what we're doing is a mission. They don't understand that what we're doing is to try and change these preconceived notions that people have with, you know, nerds against church culture and church against nerd culture. So,
2: And it- I think sometimes that's because the, um, they don't understand um, from the nerd point of view, if you are at a con or a con, you know, con and conference, that's the same thing, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that some of them know possibly that there are, quote unquote, Christian groups protesting, um, and that they have this idea of what Christians think about them, and have that they've been told by Christians. Sure, um, it's it's enough stuff that it's kind of a trope, yes, um, in those communities, um, and so, um, I think, I think. Without that knowledge of what a block there is already for these people, you don't see the need for somebody coming up to you and saying, "Jesus loves you," right? And he and and here's and here's a Bible or here's a a sticker or here's a lanyard and just talking to you or do you need a ride somewhere or you know you want to play a game with me, knowing that you're a Christian and that you're here with them, that is like an immediate. Thing. And so, I mean, people don't, people who are like, just why would, why do you need to be doing this? Do you just want to, do you just want to go to these conferences and you just, you know,
1: you're just playing games? Yeah. You're just, Mm -hmm. you're just hanging out with people. You're not using the name of Jesus. And I'm sorry, like, if (laughs) I don't mean to use that voice, it just kind of comes out of me sometimes because I think it's very low brow to, to take that kind of, of an approach with what it is that we're trying to do. I can tell you right now that I'm, I'm sorry if it comes across as negative, but that's how it comes across to us, is that we have people that come in all the time and say, well, you're not real Christians, or you're not doing the thing that God would have you do. When we know for a fact that what we're doing is the exact thing that God has called us to do, and that's not something that we are looking at and going, well, let's just put up our walls and live in our bubble. Like we see the fruit from these relationships and conversations and all these things. And I, I just had a conversation this morning with somebody who, again, was like, hey, because of the relationship that we've built with them, they want to talk and hang out with us more, even though we don't live anywhere near each other. But because of the time that we've taken to build up these these relationships and really tear down these walls between you know, nerds in church culture like we're seeing it work. We're seeing people more you know, inviting to to Jesus and things of scripture in their life.
2: I think too that some of the people who come with that accusation as well have an a different idea about evangelism that in order to for it to count, for you to be able to check a box that says, I shared the gospel with someone, there has to be a closing moment. Right. Always be closing. ABC. Um, admit, believe, confess, always be closing. <laughs> Do you see how those strategies align? Yeah, and how terrible they are for relationships. Yes. Um, like multi-level marketing is not the same as sharing the gospel. Um,
1: I believe that there is a time for that. Sure. One hundred percent. Don't but hear I think, us say that.
2: I think we're taking a different strategy and it's this very like long, long road kind of thing. And so many, 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 many conversations, and almost none of the conversations that happen at conferences
3: mm-hmm.
2: have a closing thing. We don't, you know, we're not condemning people for sin and we're not wanting to pray the sinner's prayer with people. Um, and there are certain Individuals and in certain denominations and things that that believe that that needs to be part of your conversation for it to count as a mission or as sharing the gospel, and oh, yeah. so I think that that is another just misconception because yeah I don't know
1: they also don't see the value and we're we're saying they and them because it's it's very broad very general strokes that we're we're using here and painting with um, I'm not going to single anybody out I'm not going to give you names or specific Things that have happened, but I could. I'm just not going to do that um, because I don't think that that's right. That's not what we're trying to do here. There are some things that we've heard. um, There is one scripture in particular that comes up a lot, Um, and I say a lot. Again, it's not really all the time because most of most of the criticisms I would say are unfounded. It's Mm -hmm. just either um, what I consider legitimate ignorance of what it is that we're trying to do. And like the definition of ignorance is just not knowing, having no idea right. of what's yeah. going on. It's not, you are very ignorant. It's not it's a It's not slur. like through
2: some fault of yours.
1: No. no, 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 It's just, you're not educated. Right. So you don't know. that. That is ignorance, okay? So, but the people that will bring scriptural basis to what we're doing is they'll talk about uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. It says this, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. So they will come to us and say... A little
2: bit of light-proof texting for you.
1: Just whatever it needs to be, right? So like, they come to us and they say, Hey, uh, you're playing games. Why don't you grow up and put away childish things? They don't ever reference the whole scripture or anything on either side of it. No context or anything. It's just, hey... Why don't you put away childish things Mm -hmm. and stop going to these conventions and conferences and all this stuff and stop playing your little video games and your board games and go do the things that men and women do.
2: Definitely hear this leveled against um, young men who play a lot of Xbox.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that it's completely unfounded because I think that there is a healthy balance between a hobby and a fandom and being a responsible adult yes. and a contributing member of society. Yes. I think that there is uh, something to be struck there. But that's, that's where we're trying to come in and speak life into that, is a lot of people that are sucked into these hobbies, I mean, hook, line, and sinker, and are just drowning in it, they need a lifeline.
3: Mm-hmm. And so what
1: I like to tell people is, aren't you glad that there is an organization out there that you know about and know people involved in that is going to where they are and reaching them for the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like That's what I try to get people to understand is we're not just going and engaging in the things that they're doing just to engage in the things that they're doing. We want to let them know specifically, 100%, Jesus loves you. And he has so much more in store for you than anything that you've planned for your life. So, when we as Love Thy Nerd come in and we build these relationships, it's to help people understand Jesus loves you. Like that, people that say you're not preaching the whole gospel, what, am, what are we missing? I feel like that's the part of the gospel that gets left out all the time, that we forget to tell people that Jesus loves you, because what I've found is that the church is widely known for the things that we stand against and not the things that we stand for, like we're mainly known for the things that divide us, not the things that unite us. We don't talk about the love of Jesus. We talk about the things that Jesus hates and the things right. that that God condemns. It's
2: turn or burn. And yeah. you know, Jesus wants you to a certain extent, but <clears throat> there's all this stuff that you've got to turn from in order for him to keep wanting you. Correct. That's kind of the idea. But Romans five eight, if I can read a Bible road for here? just a second, okay, says go. that God demonstrated his love toward us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Or John three sixteen, the most well quoted verse in the entire Bible, probably talks about how God so loved the world that He sent His only Son for us. So, and that was we were in sin; the world was in sin. And this is people who you know, if you consider playing a lot of Halo back in the day, you know, was Halo, yeah, Uh, or or whatever the whatever it is if you're like well you know those people are sinners cuz they're just sitting around in basements and they're not talking to people and they just blah blah wasting blah. their lives away yes yeah. um if you consider that sin i mean jesus loves that person too and yeah. how are you going to reach that person and so yeah Wow. That's what
1: I find myself telling people is like, hey, Jesus loves absolutely every single person on the face of the planet. And I always bring it back to John three sixteen. Like if I had to, if I had to only share one verse about love thy nerd and why we do what we do, it's like, that's easy. I'm using John three sixteen every time for God so loved the whole world, not for God so loved the Christians or even for God so loved those who love him back.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: it's God so loved the whole world that he sent his son to die for it. Like, that's huge. So why would we not bring everything back to that point, that the love of Jesus? Because a lot of people that are suffering, you know, with, with depression and, you know, complete depravity and just despair and rejection, we find a lot of them in nerd culture. Absolutely. And so why would we not bring a message of hope And love and acceptance, we have kind of this idea, um, just like Christians in general, we we have this idea that that if we if we accept somebody, we affirm them. And I don't think that that's true. I don't think it can be true, because the whole point of of coming to know Jesus is that you're going to change who you are. Like, not you personally are going to change, but but you will change. You know, like Romans twelve you know, talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind, like you are going to change when you come to know Jesus, because that's the whole point. He's going to take you from who you are to who he wants you to be. And if you think that you're just going to come to know Jesus and stay the person that you are, you're you're just wrong, or you don't really know Jesus,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. he's all about transformation, Yeah, all about it. So, I mean, I just want to get it across that it's not Acceptance is not affirmation of the sin for whatever it is that that person that you're trying to, to reach or talk to or pray for or whatever is involved in, but Jesus does tell us to come to him just as we are. He doesn't wait for us to get well and then come to him. Like He wants us to come in our brokenness to him because that's when we know that we need a Savior. If you have everything all together, if you're perfect, if you're, you're right as rain, you don't need to be saved. From anything because you're doing great so that was kind of one thing for me is that like people people see it as childish but it's it's not mm-hmm. it's so much more than that games and fandom really can drive a person like it can become who they are and it can become their identity like this person is known for being a trekkie or this person is known for knowing all of the, the doctor who stuff like that's what they know, and that's what they're known for. It's their identity, so it's it's not childish. you may not understand it
2: right <clears throat> but
1: that doesn't make it childish for
2: some reason it's seen as childish when you know for other people, it could be i don't know people nerd out about guns or they nerd out about Yeah, big time um cooking or there you everybody yeah. just everybody's a nerd about something, Absolutely. and for some reason it's like there's we've created this pecking order or tier of yeah. things that are worthy of being an identifier for you and things that aren't worthy. Um, so kind of leveling the playing field a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Is there anything?
2: Um, I like you. When I read this question, it was like, it's really hard to think of a, a scripture because a lot of people who come leveling charges at people, it isn't scripturally based at all. It has more to do with a misunderstanding about culture or a game or what is going on than actual scripture sure so i really thought of the like dnd satanic panic era um because there was a lot of concern mm-hmm. from pastors from parents um
1: i recently did a seminar like a, like a little breakout like two weekends ago and i just like i said D and somebody stopped me and said what is D?" The D&D Dungeons
2: sensor. and Dragons. There we go. Just to clarify Dungeons what we're
1: dra- talking about. All right.
2: Yes. Ahead. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so, but th- but there was all this like hullabaloo within the Christian culture that this was summoning demons, that it was witchcraft, that it was um, trying to get literal physical powers. Yeah. Um Pokemon that kids actually think they're developing relationships with monsters in their pockets and they're trying to Sure. get powers in real life. Um that is hogwash. <laughs> Generally speaking, yeah. I don't I've never met a kid who was actually thought they were going to get superpowers from Pokemon yeah. or anything like that. Um so most of that was just misinformation. But if you really look at witchcraft in the Bible, God does not like it. Spoiler alert. It is evil and it is wrong. Um, But if you actually look what it is, it almost always has to do with um, like necromancy and speaking to the dead, um, usually ascertaining information about. Something in order to become more powerful, to get a leg up, to win a battle, sure. to, you know, something. And usually it's like people are not asking God for answers and they are turning to the departed mm-hmm. for answers. Um, that is usually what it is. Or if you look at like Simon the Sorcerer or Simon the Magician, sometimes yeah. it's he's called in um, Acts chapter 8, um, he believed in what the apostles were saying he believed their testimony but mostly he thought it was really really cool yeah. because what he was all about was making his own name great yeah. that was what he did and he thought if i can do that if i can do what they're doing if i can cast out demons if i can um
1: raise people from r- the dead yes yeah. do
2: miracles that is going to further my own name and so one of the things that i often ask is like whose kingdom are you building sure. whose kingdom are you trying to build he was clearly trying to build his own so again it was it was based on power mm-hmm. it was based on uh yeah just more power and that is not really what dungeons and dragons is about no. it's not what magic at the gathering is about it's not about pokemon it's not what pokemon's about or pretty much anything that i can think of um, we're not talking about Ouija boards or anything like that right now. We're talking, we're just talking about like actual board games or card trading games and things like that that have gotten a really bad rap. Yeah. Um, and so the, the quote unquote scripture that people were coming with, I think we're taking completely out of context because that those are not the activities happening at, you know, your seventh graders, Dungeons and Dragons game.
1: The funny thing about all of that is, and I love, love, love to bring it back to this, is that as Christians, we've stood against Dungeons and Dragons, we've stood against, uh, you know, Pokemon, we've stood against Harry Potter. Harry Potter was, yeah, most recently, we have stood against Magic the Gathering. And these are all of like the the heavy hitters. These are the top. And there's other things in the in the yes. fold, but we've stood against these things, and yet we cling to Lord of the Rings and we cling to Chronicles of Narnia um, because they were written by Christian authors. But you can look at that and go, w- w- how is a spell in any, you know, anything in Harry Potter any different than having to speak, friend, and enter mm-hmm. in Lord of the Rings
3: mm-hmm. in a
1: specific language, at a specific spot, in a specific way like how is that different i've asked that question several times and i usually either get a chuckle or well that's not the same and i'm like well
3: it seems it
2: seems the same it's It's all the way the same
1: it's all the way the same i also get a lot of people too that have said um well those are actual spells that they're that they're casting in Dungeons and Dragons or Harry Potter or Magic the Gathering and my first question is how do you know? <laughs> I, it, this is a legitimate question. Like do you do you have a book spells? Do you know that? Burn it. Do you do you know somebody who has cast that spell before? Or did somebody tell you that was an actual spell? So it's just
2: like um those um uh... Chinese letter tattoos or something. Oh yeah. It's like how do you know that that means that?
1: Yeah, it's like Michael Scott that says, "Oh, I know what that that's, you know, Chinese for California roll." You know, <laughs> on that episode of The Office. And so like it's it's one of those things where again, it's a lot of ignorance and hearsay and stuff like that. And I just what I tell everybody, any seminar, breakout, teaching, anything sit down conversation, I tell people, "Educate yourself." Do your research. Even Anna and I telling you right now, do not take that as gospel truth. Go out, do your own research, and educate yourself.
2: For the love, do not start your research on YouTube at looking at, you know, 19. (laughs) Ninety-eight <laughs> pastors and their rants against oh, things. Oh man, I could do. We a don't have whole to go into it. Show on that, but guy. start with the, the creators of whatever the thing is that you are researching, and look yeah. at who they are and what they were trying to accomplish instead yeah. of what somebody else has said about them.
1: So, anyway, long story short, those are some of the things that we hear. Um, let's see. I think we got time for maybe one or two more, depending on how long we take. So. Uh, why don't we go, on, go ahead to the next one?
2: Bradley Johnson asked a really good question. Are there themes that cross a line for you in board games, video games, TV shows, and movies? And if you have a line drawn for themes and topics that you won't tolerate, where does that line stand? And he used an example that when he was a kid, he was not allowed to watch shows or play games that had any demons in them.
1: So for me as an adult... Um, this is actually kind of, kind of weird because like for me, my threshold is actually a lot lower than it was when I was a kid. So when I was growing up, I grew up with horror movies. Like I, I had shelves of horror movies on VHS that I could go and pop the tape in. And I mean, I, those I cut my teeth on those things. I, I grew up with them. That was, that was a big part of who I was and I will tell you I did not have a lot of nightmares as a kid. Um, I didn't suffer from night terrors or anything like that. I'm not saying that's a one to one correlation or that they do or don't cause them, but that was it was just something that i I had and I did and it was it was around me all the time and If you know anything about uh, those kinds of movies, you know that they have certain situations in them um, and we're not going to get into them deeply, I'm not really even going to scratch the surface of them, but they are, you know, sexual in nature. We will say that, and you can figure out the rest from there. I know that there are a lot of parents that listen to this with their kids, so we're not going to get too deep into that, but I will tell you that that is my line.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Personally, that is, that is my line, and, you know, as as a couple, we have had to address that in our marriage mm-hmm. because- it either made you feel uncomfortable or it put us in not good standings with each other and all sorts of stuff. No matter how I took it, it didn't matter. It was one of the deals of, is that something that I want to be a part of? And the answer is no, it's not. Um, when I was a kid, it didn't, I would, I would, I'll use the phrase, it didn't bother me per se, um, but it did affect me. Yeah. So, um, there were a lot of things that I had to work through as a young man. And, you know, as, as you'll be know, becoming older, the, there are things that I've had to work through. I most, think
2: as a, as a kid, you don't understand the implications that some of that has on, your, you? on your development yeah. at all.
1: I would say, like, as, as a man, and most recently, um, The Witcher was, was the, the most recent thing. And I will tell you that I made it all the way through The Witcher. I did. I watched a lot of it with my hand up, covering seven-eighths of the screen most of the time. And that's my biggest, my biggest thing against that, um, is I feel like all of that could have been cut out and we would have been just fine. Um, that, by the way, is the definition of prudish, and <laughs> I'm okay with that. If anybody wants to call me a prude, I'm 100% fine with that. It's not derogatory towards me. That's like a legitimate way that you could use to describe Bubba Stalkup is prudish. And that'll always be a red flag that comes up with me is, um, well, <laughs> does it have nudity in it? If it does, you know, maybe I'm not going to watch that. That's a big turnoff for me mm-hmm. these days is, you know, sexual conduct stuff. And it comes up all the time in the stuff that we watch. Um,
2: it's really hard to find shows and, you know, it's in a lot of, um, nerd culture. Oh yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of it. And so it is, it can be hard to navigate. And I think that because of that, it has to almost be a self filter kind of thing, because if you're going to have a conversation yeah. or enjoy a fandom, you have to, you have to edit it and filter it out for yourself because the creators are not, are not doing that. But does that mean that you are going to not participate in that fandom at all? Um, you know, that's the, I guess that's the question.
1: Specifically for me, I have to, I have to find that line. Um, there are sometimes I draw it hard in the sand Mm -hmm. and there are other times I watch with my hand over the screen.
2: Mm -hmm. And sometimes too, So you'll have a certain person handling um, a fandom like I don't know any of these people's names, but whoever it is that has taken over the Star Wars universe universe or, you know, people who are in charge of either directing or creative content for Mm -hmm. for certain um, individuals or or fandoms. And they handle stuff like that differently. Yeah. And so sometimes like there's one of the (laughs) there's one of the Ninja Turtles movies that's just horrible. (laughs) And then there are other Ninja Turtles movies that are like, I would let my kids watch. Yeah. And it's all the Ninja Turtles, but it was different directors. And, sure. You know, so um, I would say for myself, um, you know, it does have to do with who are you? What have you struggled with? Um, and if you have to ask yourself the question, I mean, like, is this good for me? Just maybe turn it off. If, it, if you yeah. find it searing your conscience or you feel a little bit unsure or a little bit icky and you have no reason for pursuing that, then just turn it off and don't watch it. There's, And you, you're allowed to do that. Yep. Um, if you are, I actually, as we were preparing to do this podcast, I was talking to a friend of mine um, specifically about The Witcher because, and I hope she doesn't mind me bringing her up in this <laughs> podcast. I love you, friend. Um, she was asking me, she has a, a friend or a, a relative or somebody who um, she is trying to have conversations with and build a relationship. And that person has come into her world somewhat. Yeah. But that person would like to talk about The Witcher. And she doesn't know anything about The Witcher. And she wanted to know, you know, she watched a little bit of it and asked me is this okay? How, how far do I go in order to pursue this relationship? Um, and I kind of told her, yeah, just, it's okay. It's okay to, you know, if if you're specifically pursuing a relationship with someone and you are capable of your own abilities to do that self, self filtering, um, watch it with a remote or whatever, because you want to be able to have a real discussion and be taken seriously by that person yeah. and to maybe even have it's okay even when you're talking with a person and be like you know i really didn't appreciate these certain things i felt like some of this stuff could have been left out i don't know why it was put there and here's why i disagree with it but here are some really cool things oh yeah and then launch into a discussion that you can bring that's part of who you are that's part of your your biblical worldview is part of your identity and you are allowed to talk about that
1: absolutely you are
2: um and so um i didn't i wasn't allowed to watch a lot of stuff with magic and witchcraft and just pretty much anything that made those things appear as good right um so it it wasn't like you can't watch anything with magic um because there are people who try you know like try to practice magic that's that's for real. Demons are for real. All of these things are for real. Yeah. Um, but when I will say it bothers me when well, we watched Paranormal Act. Oh <laughs> we gosh, watched Paranormal yeah. Activity together um, early on in our marriage. Probably the first horror movie I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and a terrible start because because we don't we don't do horror movie. We did not do. I didn't even want physical copies of them in my house. Right. Um, and I was very bothered at the end by the fact that it, it ends hopelessly. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing that can be done. If you end up in one of these haunting situations or with poltergeists or whatever it is, they brought in the priest, they, they tried to do all of the things and the name of Jesus has no,
1: no power, no effect, no nothing at all.
2: And you're just doomed to suffer for the rest of your life from all of this oppression and all of these things. And that rubbed me the wrong way. I was very bothered by it. And so I don't watch those kinds of things. I don't. Um, I don't like to watch things that, uh, where you're reveling. Violence is one thing, but if you come into something where there's real bloodlust and just glorification of the shedding of blood, of um there was a really graphic thing that we watched recently where there was blood and oh, and, yeah. and it was just really celebrated like it ended up in someone's mouth and, yeah. that, and it was like that person really liked that and I w- at that moment I was out it, I was yeah. I was done and remember that there was a, there were a lot of other things about that show that I also yeah. did not appreciate we're just not
1: going to say the title no.
2: of it but um but It honestly was surprising to me in that moment that it was like, I can't do this. That human life is, it matters and it's, you know, there is some sanctity in Mm -hmm. it. And um, there are cultures that do some of that dark stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is directly in conflict with our image bearing qualities. And I just don't want to watch that celebrated. Yeah. And so for me, that's a line that I just I can't and do. And you it. stay
1: away from it very I don't, well. Like yeah, I <laughs> you'll even come into the the room when I'm watching something that you don't agree with, and you're like, ah, "Do you have to be watching that?" And I was like, "Well, I started watching it when you were in the other room." Like I I know I'm not an idiot. I try to be considerate. Yeah. Um. But that being said, guys, those are just some of the things that that we take issue with, and. You ask us, so those are our answers. Your lines may be completely different.
2: Absolutely. I can this tell you- very individual.
1: In relation to, to Bradley's initial question here, demons and darkness and stuff like that, it's not a line for me. Um, it is
2: a line for it her. It is a
1: line for her, a very hard line for her, but not for me. Um, and it's not because I revel in that stuff or anything like that, but I think- Like I can, I can watch all the movies that you're thinking about, whomever you are, whatever you're thinking about, like those horror movies, I can watch them, uh, maybe to a certain extent. There are some movies that just, they get me the wrong way. And it's when things become real. Like I look at that and say, that could actually happen. Then it starts to rumble me a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm. There was one video game too, that you played it was not like anything that made it big. I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically about you were trying to manifest the powers of darkness and unleash them. And it was, and it was, and it was very icky to Mm. me. Um, and it was very different. It wasn't like, um, (sighs) you like to play so much, what, you know, your favorite computer game. What is it?
1: My favorite Diablo? Yes. Okay. She was just moving her hand up and down (laughs) with chopping motion. So
2: Diablo, you know, is you're just down, you're slaying things. And, you know, that's just what it is. A lot is. I actually
1: justified Diablo too. Uh, Well, Diablo. Because you're killing demons? (laughs) Yeah. With my grandma, because I wanted to install it on her computer. And she was like,
2: what is this demon thing? And,
1: you know, it's. She's got every right to say that.
2: Diablo is another one of those games that got a really bad bad rap.
1: I said, said, Granny, I'm killing the devil. (laughs) And she said, okay. (laughs) And then we were off to the races.
2: Well, it's gameplay-wise, it's not much different from the things that I played, you know? Yeah. Age of Kings and all of that. Right. But, um, you know, this other game, it was just, it was different. It was it was dark. I can't
1: remember the game that you're talking about, but can't I remember it? believe you wholeheartedly Ugh, because I've played a whole slew not, of games. I
2: did not like it. I did not like it.
1: Well, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But hey, the the moral of the story here is know your line, know where it is, and you choose if you cross it or not.
2: Yeah. And I think, ask the Lord, Yeah, but it, but it's, I think it's probably obvious for you. I think it's, Probably yep. pretty obvious for you.
1: For us it's it's very obvious where, where ours are.
2: Try not to make your line someone else's line. Do not project. Though. That is what I think that we probably need to speak into this. Is there are people who could watch the show where the blood ended up in the yeah. guy's mouth and they that might have no effect on them. And do I you know, do I want to make my ideals their ideals? Sure. We all want to do that. Right. But don't make, don't make your line someone else's. I think it's kind of a meet before Idol situation um, that just different people have different capacities.
1: So. What you don't want to do specifically is use this phrase. Well, a real Christian would... I
2: don't think a Christian would yeah. play that.
1: I don't If think you a, were a Christian... I don't, think dot, a Christ- dot, dot. I
2: don't see how you can be a Christian and be a... Yeah. Either of these two political parties is a, is a directly that's that's the same thing. Yeah. I don't see how you can be a, a Democrat or I don't see how you could so. be a Christian and be a Republican. I've heard both of those things from different people. Yeah. And I'm like, I think we're all Christians. I think we all love Jesus. Yeah. So
1: a real Christian wouldn't watch this movie mm-hmm. or a real Christian wouldn't support this thing or a real Christian Christian wouldn't go to Disneyland or whatever. Like it's it's always going to be something else, but take time Think about it, pray about it, let God speak into that for you, and in these particular areas, I know friends that like are Christians and just love the horror genre and everything about it, and find good and beautiful redeeming things in it and I can't get there
3: mm-hmm, yeah,
1: I can't, and that's fine, like I'm not condemning them, I love those people, and that's if if God speaks in and to and through them in that boom that's he's he does what he does and I don't pretend to know how, how he does it but for us these are our lines um and so just in answering your question
0: Bradley I mean those are those are the things for us um. That was Bubba and Anna answering all your questions with their Ask Us Anything, Ask the Church Nerds special from episode five of the Church Nerds morning show. But uh, don't go anywhere just yet. One more break. When we come back, they share with us a nerdy recommendation. Stick around. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerds content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. back to the Church Nerds Rewind. Once again, this has been episode five of the classic episodes of Church Nerds with Bubba and Anna back on Back Row Radio. In this episode, they brought you many answers to many questions, but now they have a nerdy recommendation. Let's go. Tiger Uppercut!
1: We're back, and to close out the show this week, we want to answer one final question. That last segment was real heavy.
2: Ooh, it was. That was, it was intense. Good. Like, I
1: think it was good. I think that we needed to answer those questions specifically.
2: And I enjoyed thinking and processing yeah. through those things in preparation for this, too. It's always good to, oh, yeah. to think about.
1: These are conversations that you and I have outside of podcasts.
2: Several times per week, Absolutely. probably. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so this is really good for you guys to get inside of our brains. And honestly, we did not even get a chance to reach even half of the questions that there we set were, out to do for this podcast.
2: Absolutely. There were some other questions. Thank you all for sending in your questions. We'll do another one. Um, And if we didn't answer your question, it does not mean we didn't like your question. It might we, mean it. There were several in our notes that we just didn't have time for.
1: It, so it may also, we. it might mean that we didn't like it. Some of you guys true. asked some really boneheaded questions, but- <laughs> Um, there were some, and like I said, we'll do another AUA and we will, we'll answer those. I don't know. I'm not going to give you a time frame or anything like that, but just know that we will do it again because this is good. And we want you guys to bring more questions to us. We'll answer some from this one that we didn't get to. And then also some of the, the ones that are pertinent from the next one. But last but not least, let's answer this final question, because I think this is the linchpin that's going to tie everything together here. Um. Greg Collis asked, what is your favorite Pokemon? And don't get it wrong because you know how the fandom is.
2: I do not know how the fandom is, honestly, Greg. So if I answer this the wrong way, it's, it's sheerly ignorance. I did not play Pokemon until Pokemon Shield. Okay. None. Not at all. Uh, Pokemon Go a little, a little tiny bit. So if we were in Pokemon Go, I thought Eevee was just cute.
1: She is cute, big time.
2: And still, my in my answer to this day is impacted by aesthetic. Um, my favorite Pokemon on my team is Gardevoir, who is a fairy psychic type. She's just cute and beautiful. Yeah. As all of the fairy types,
1: all the fairy types are, are cute. They are so, so cute. Uh, I
2: don't know. She does cool things, so.
1: She's not super powerful.
2: In certain situations, she she can do some really cool things. Yeah, I am also not very far in Pokemon (laughs) Shield. (laughs) How about Um, you?
1: Yeah, mine's Kirby, hands down. So uh, (laughs) moving on to our nerdy recommendation. Um, We try and give you something every single week that you guys uh, can go out and get and bring into your house, read, play, do whatever. This week, it happens to be another game. And it's another tabletop game. And this week we're talking about Parks from Keymaster Games.
2: Parks. This
1: is a great game where you hike and you make memories as you visit all of the different national parks, really as many of them as you can. It's a really low key game on the surface. I put it into the category of unassuming, but you can also be as ridiculously strategic as you want to be if you choose to play it that way. Um, it's a really cool game because it scales with your playstyle. The art is very beautiful. The pieces are wooden and gorgeous and they fit together so it gives you something to do in between turns while you're waiting. It's very aesthetically pleasing and the theme itself is just very calming. Like the art is very beautiful. Nothing's harsh. It's all like really warm tones or bright colors. Even the dark stuff like at night is still very Serene and beautiful.
2: I have suggested to Bubba several times that there needs to be a kill each other <laughs> aspect to it. I want there to be a bear who will eat you at night if you're the last person on the trail. <laughs> Bubba spoke with the developer, and I it did. seems like he might have left that out on purpose. On purpose because yeah. he does not want because he just he does he wants this certain vibe of just enjoying the journey kind of thing and not letting this fear of the night um, creatures. (laughs) Right, so like
1: it is a competitive game, but really only in as much as there is a winner.
2: You can't attack people in this game at all.
1: Right. I like to say that if you get angry while you're playing this game, that there's just something deeper in your life. Just find that route and treat it. It is never, ever, ever the game. It's not so-and-so visiting the park that you wanted to visit. It's well, something deeper.
2: You could be playing with a turd.
1: You could be playing with a turd. I
2: think you could be a turd in this game. It's not encouraged. I don't recommend it. It's nah. possible.
1: Well, there's going to be a Kickstarter um, on February 4th. So re- I guess just depending on when you listen to, to this show or if you listen to the syndicated podcast version of it
2: February 4th,
1: 2020. 20, That's too many zeros. That's 2020. Too- <laughs> yeah, the year of our Lord. So. Um if you're listening to it as it releases, it's it launched this week. Um and this is really this is for their new expansion, Nightfall, where they're going to add more parks in. Bears? <laughs> no. <laughs> no bears. Man. They're adding more parks in and they're also expanding some of the gameplay to give you some extra um some extra moves and like actions that you can take and if you've played Parks before they're adding in some extra year cards to make bonus points a little bit easier to get. It's really cool. But they're also adding a new series of games with it called Park's Memories. And this is going to be a matching game that's also going to scale with your play style. So you can play them casually with your small children. We have four-year-old.
2: When you say matching you game. You hear
1: exactly what I'm like, saying. M- matching.
2: Turn over a card and turn over another card. Turn see over if tiles. It. Not these games match and are part of a set.
1: Cur- well, they are
2: matchy matchy. They're game. matchy
1: matchy. So oh, it's all my. it has the same art on it, but it has a different play style. And if you want to know more about that, we have an episode coming out of the Free Play Podcast where I interviewed Jen, who is the community manager for Parks and for Keymaster Games. Jen. Yeah, Jen Jennifer Graham mocked.
2: I thought you said Jim for a Jen- second. Jen, no, 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 got it.
1: And so I actually just got done interviewing her today, so we're gonna air that hopefully this week. And she talks about how that game actually plays, but it scales, so you can play it with your small children, or you can also play it with your strategic game group because there are higher level gameplay elements in it that you can use. It's really cool and I cannot wait to get my grab little mitts on it because I love everything that they're doing. You can head on over to keymaster.games and if you're not familiar with the internet that's www.keymaster.games and it'll take you straight there. You can get more information and you can back it as soon as it kicks on Kickstarter. Uh, This is not a paid promotion. It's not. Um, We just legitimately love this company and really specifically Parks. It's something that has brought a lot of joy to our family and also our game groups. And it is my second favorite game of all time, trumped only by Beast of Balance, which we have already recommended for you. So boom, roasted.
2: Be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, please visit lovethynerd.com give. We are a qualifying five hundred one c three nonprofit organization. We
1: are a nonprofit organization.
2: Let me say that again. We
1: would probably be the only five hundred one c three for profit yes. that exists.
2: Five hundred one c three nonprofit organization, and your gifts are all tax deductible.
1: You can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all the major platforms, and as always, right here on Back Row Radio each and every Friday morning. Once again, I'm Bubba stalkup I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, remember it's true
0: that Jesus loves you, nerd. That's going to do it for our Church Nerds Rewind for this week. Uh, Lord willing, next Friday we'll have a brand new episode of Church Nerds. Anna just had her baby. So who knows how quickly they'll be back. But their goal was first week in February. So we'll see how that goes. If not, we'll be back with another rewind. Till then, have a fantastic weekend.